Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hey there. Welcome. Uh, I'm a little stuffed up today, so uh, forgive the nasality. Uh, It is November 23rd, 2021. It's a Tuesday, and that means my sister Suze is on the line. Hi. (laughs) I was ready for you to Don't you get sick now. Don't you get sick. (laughs) No, don't worry. I just think this is morning. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I see you're an Um, hour earlier at mom's house. Yeah, it's harder. I think one of the reasons I've been a little off since doing the show from Green Bay is that um, you've got an hour less. Yes, you've got an hour less. Or I'm getting up earlier than I have to in Pittsburgh, which means that I'm, you know, whatever. It's just a change. Now, I'll tell you something. I got to get the hell out of here. You know why? (laughs) Why? (laughs) Because I am gaining weight. Uh Oh, I got to get the. Are you kidding me? What else is there to do? She's got a cookie jar. I just had to go off to the store to replenish it. It's I go to bed with like twenty thousand. I already ate all of the Halloween candy that was left. Well, but I ate ate two thirds of it before you got there. Well, fine, good, and I'm glad you did. But jeez, God, I can't even get into the pants I brought. Darn, gotta get out of here. Back to my more abstemious Pittsburgh uh, environs. Okay. So here we are. <laughs> I've been listening to the uh I've been listening to the closing right to the uh Uh-oh, prosecutions. Arbor. Yeah. I don't know how you have the stomach for it. I well, because I wanna hear her argument and 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 she's arguing everything that, you know, I mean like wasn't what I ever did, but that she's arguing it exactly the way it should be argued and I I, I mean if they don't listen to her I just don't get it. Yeah. And well, and uh the the, defendant, the defendants are looking a little queasy and anxious as she's pointing out that they had no right to chase this guy down under any definition of any law. And when you don't have any right to confront a guy with a gun, then you don't have any right to self-defense, which is what I don't understand (laughs) didn't happen in Kenosha, you know? Yeah. But I mean, at Uh, least she's understanding she needs to make that point very clearly. Well, uh, apparently yesterday, uh, one of the, uh, one of the defendants, one of the guys who's on trial for killing. I mean, what do you mean? Shut the hell up. Who's who's making noise here? Um, excuse me. Um, okay. Just say cancel. <laughs> I don't talk to machines. Well, it's talking to you. Okay, go ahead. Okay, okay. Stop, one. Okay, one. Uh I, I came upon this that made Aubrey's mother have to get up and leave the courtroom yesterday. Oh, and this yeah. was here. Listen to what the one of the defense attorneys said yesterday. Turning Ahmad Arbery into a victim after the choices that he made does not reflect the reality of what brought him to Satilla's shores in his 
khaki shorts with no socks to cover his long, dirty toenails. Yeah, I know. It's, I mean, everybody is reacting with such shock. I mean, oh my God. I have to tell you, I can't take much more. And speaking of that, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Because, you know, when the Rittenhouse verdict came down, people were just freaking out. And I came upon this today, put out by a right-leaning, um, uh, what do you call them, uh, site, uh, The Hill, I consider right-leaning. It's not outrageously right. It's old-fashioned right. And how come I keep being told that Safari can't identify any of these websites? Go away! I hate this. I just hate it. Okay. Um, this is the kind of thing that I you you find out because there's too much information coming at us all the time, designed to keep us in a state of constant outrage. That's all it's there for. And something they put out today is a case in point. It is something from a little school in God knows where, Massachusetts, Fitchburg State. And it's something that Fitchburg State Center for Diversity and Inclusiveness did immediately after the Rittenhouse trial. Now, you can think whatever you want about what they did, but why should you even know about what Fitchburg University's Center for Diversity and Inclusiveness, what note they put out to students after the Rittenhouse trial? You know about it because the right knows that this gets their base just riled up. And it's, want to hear what they did? Sure. I don't care. Okay. They put out this note to the students. The Center for Diversity and Inclusiveness is creating space for our community to process the not guilty on all counts verdict in Kenosha. Uh, university said that they would have four different processing spaces available to students. They are a processing space for students of color also a white student ally processing space, also a faculty and staff of color processing space, and a white faculty and staff ally processing space. Now, what's your reaction to that? My reaction to that is, oh, jeez, God help me. Right. Yes. Is I mean, my reaction, reaction I, I, I would have stopped after the first line. Anybody <laughs> that wants to come and discuss this, can, and we can discuss it together. No, but they won't discuss it together. They are being put in four separate groups. Well, I mean, that's just ridiculous. And divided by, well, I agree. But see, that's the kind of thing designed to make the left 
the people who are always so concerned about race and identity politics look like idiots. I think it makes sense. Does anyone out there agree with what? Well, Fitchburg I mean, it, it, the whole concept doesn't make sense. Uh, coming from that place, this place of diversity. Um, <laughs> I know. Separating everybody. Yeah. It doesn't mean that everybody goes to their corners. And, and can I explain to this place that the people that want to stay in their corners don't look to the Center for Diversity for advice. They're, they're in their corner. Uh, it, it's, you know, this is the kind of stuff. I got to tell you, that is making. Well, people just don't, you know, people don't know what they're talking about. They probably hired, you know, someone that they didn't know what, that they couldn't get rid of to, to, to head up this office. You know, I mean, what do you mean? What are you saying? I'm saying that that, 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 that if that's what's coming out of that place, they don't know what they're doing. And as often happens in places of education, when you can't get rid of someone that you've tendered, tenured or something, you stick them someplace that you don't consider important. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Uh, And that's the kindest that's the kindest explanation I can give for that sort of crap coming out of a center for diversity. It's 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 really and see Fox News glommed onto this. That's well, of why course they it. did because well, it's cause, stupid, cause it, and it makes the left look and stupid, look like idiots. Yes, and uh, Fox News said a spokesperson for Fitchburg State acknowledged um, that that was you know blah 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 defending the school's use of what they called identity groups saying organizing in such a way was a proven educational strategy. And they added the school. For segregation. Yeah. They also said the school did plan to have a combined session in that lovely. It's bullshit. Yeah, it's, it's just bullshit on every level. I agree. Okay, so we agree with that. Bullshit on every level. So can I can I tell you an experience I had yesterday here in Green Bay, Wisconsin? I'm sure you can, if, and okay. you also may if you're asking. All right, may I? Yeah, Captain, may I? Yes, you may. I, I went off with my dog to the food store. What's that called? A grocery store. Actually, around here, guys. You've been in you've been in Green Bay too long. What's that place where they stock food called? Uh... Well, it's called because I think it's such a weird name. The Pick and Save. Yes, I went to the Pick and Save. Now I don't know those two verbs. How is when I go to a grocery store? I'm not thinking. Okay, I'm gonna pick and I'm gonna save. Isn't it odd? Yes, it's and like especially when it's really time. just, I think it's just Kroger. And um, and in Chicago, pick and save is Mariano's. I don't understand any of it. It's like, it's stupid. Uh, uh, it's branding. Stupid branding. And it's, it's like in Pittsburgh, there's a very popular chain of restaurants called Eat and Park. 
eat and park. Well, that's backwards. Yeah, first of all, it's park and eat, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm thinking, who the hell, when I came to Pittsburgh, I thought, what? Eat and park? Excuse me? So pick and save. It's the same kind of thing where you think, Jesus, what a stupid name. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. I went into the pick and save, and uh, which I'm starting to get the, you know, the hang of. The general layout you know, of, yeah. Yeah, knowing where things are and stuff like that and trying to be quick since the dog was in the car and it was really cold. And um, I come back out with my bags and I attempt to open the trunk to put the bags in. It won't open. With my key fob, you know, pushing yeah. it. It won't open. I tried the door. It won't open. I was totally locked out of the car, even though I had the key. And the dog is inside saying, why are you standing out there? (laughs) And, you know, there's that moment of panic where you really don't know what the hell am I supposed to do here? I couldn't get it open. Um. I thought, there's no one to call. I'm not going to call mom. She'll just freak out and, you know, there's nothing. What What am I supposed to do? So I I thought, I'll call AAA. They'll come and get me into the car. And I called AAA and ended up in a morass because I wasn't in Pittsburgh. Well, that doesn't make any sense. It's your uh, car. You it's not where you are. My car. Exactly. The minute I said I was in Wisconsin, I ended up in some hellhole. I don't know where I was directed to a website. Well, I'm sorry. I'm standing freezing outside in the pick and save parking lot with an anxious dog looking through the window. And I can't get. Yeah, I can't. So. It's stressful. How did you get into your car, Liam? I'm I'm waiting with bated breath. <laughs> uh, am I drawing this out too long? Okay. <laughs> so as I'm like speaking, a big, I mean, this is not just a pickup truck. This was the pickup truck from hell. The ones you see maybe in those. It was you know, one of those big tire things. <laughs> it, the tires came up to my head. And damn if that thing didn't pull in next to me. And I looked, and sure enough, there was this big guy in it. And I thought, guy's going to help. But when he got out, I said, excuse me, I can't. And he said, oh, yeah. That happens in my girlfriend's car. Let me see. And he took the, the little fobby thing. Mm-hmm. And he, he took said, your key out of it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or you could have called. Or you could have called me. Right. All right. Listen. So he pushed the button, and I forgot. There's a key in that thing. The key came out, and damn, he goes to the driver's door and he puts the key in, and damn, if it doesn't open up. And I said, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, my savior. He said, I think, you know, you're the bad. there's a battery in here, and it's um, it's bad, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you should be good to go. And I said, oh, thank you, kind sir. 
So in the back of my head, I was thinking, even though I know you voted for Trump. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, kind sir. And he went on his way. He said, well, you're lucky you stopped the car guy. I said, yeah. So I put my bags in the and I put my elf in the car and then I tried to start the car. And you didn't know to take out the little thing over the ignition? <laughs> Into take which you put the little... key? There is no thing to put the key. There's a... I don't think. Sure there is. There, there's no, a, I don't the think bu- so. The button, what, you push a button to start your car? Uh, yeah. Okay. You take the cover off that button. That's where you put the well, key. Well, no one ever told me that. And in fact, I don't think that's true in my car. So here's what happens. Now I'm in the goddamn car and it won't start. <laughs> what happens is a thing comes on the the dashboard saying, he not recognized. He not recognized, see owner's manual. Mm-hmm. And it's going to tell you you need a new battery. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the good thing is you're at the pick and save where you can get it, but you have to know how to take the the back off your thumb. I don't know. It's not a normal battery, is it? No. It's it's a coin battery, and you can get it at the grocery store. All right. What the hell? By this time, I am, like, freaking, bouncing off walls, screaming obscenities, and I'm trying to understand an illustration in the owner's manual of what I'm supposed to do. I swear to God, I can't understand it. I'm never good at graphics. It's not written for Lynn Cullen. No, all of this stuff is like where my brain freezes. But I finally, I am not kidding you. You know what I had to do? I had to put the back of the key up against this part of the, I mean, this little, it was hidden and I had to put it up against there and then try to start the car and damn if it didn't come on. But then I was told, now make your way immediately to an Audi dealer. Well, there ain't one of those. (laughs) I made my way immediately home. On the way, my gas tank turns red and I'm told I got like next to no gas. So I thought, well, I can't stop for gas because if I stop for gas, I'm going to have to turn the car off. And I'm not sure this trick they showed me works a second time in a row. <laughs> I was so, I limped home. Okay. I got back to the house. Totally I traumatized. Like, totally traumatized. I immediately say, I got to get to an Audi dealer. And <clears throat> I was informed I should look in the phone book. Do you know the last time somebody said, look in the phone book to me? (laughs) Why didn't you just Google Audi dealer near me? Well, of course, that's what I did. It's in Appleton, right? Yeah, there's no Audi dealer in Green Bay, Wisconsin. (laughs) No, no, no. You got to go to, you got to, if you want anything, anything except something you can buy at Target or Costco, you have to go to Appleton. Which, by the way, is a half an hour away. It's a half an hour. It's 35 miles away. And it um, 
is a smaller city than Green Bay. But it has all the retail in it. It has all the retail. You explain that to me. I had to get in the, my, I took mom's car. I got in her car and I drove to friggin' Appleton to this Audi dealer that I, and it turns out one guy owns every dealership, I guess, in Northeastern Wisconsin. I'm blanking on his name now. But I turned down this road and it was the same guy he owned. Audi, Volkswagen, Infiniti, Lexus, you name it. There were a million different car dealers all on the same street, all owned by the same guy. How is that possible that somebody can monopolize car dealerships in that large an area? And how is it that people, I'm sorry, guys, but Green Bay, I've always said it's a small town. You have no idea how small a town it is. This is how small a town it is. The only dealerships here, I guess, are what, Ford and Chevy? Well, and uh, Subaru. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, it's why it, it's this, it's working class cars. It's why your grocery store is called Pick and Save. Somebody has made the decision that of the 150,000 people in the Green Bay metro area, none of us are have money, have, money, have taste have, you know, are interested in anything. And the fact of the matter is, it's they're astonishingly wrong. I don't get it. No, it's true. So Green Bay, the larger city. Uh, and has, has a lot of no, very wealthy people. <laughs> That's what makes no, no sense. Even vaguely high-end retail. I mean, not even. And it's just working class retail here. And if you want anything, like if you are driving a foreign car, if you, you want to go it. to a store as nice as Macy's, you have to go to Appleton. That is true. There's no such place in Pittsburgh. I mean, in Green Bay. So anyway, this was how I spent my my day. And it was extremely. So when I finally get to this, you know, car dealership Mecca, um, I. I find the parts department. And uh, the guy, I, I showed him my little, I said, this thing needs a battery. And he said, oh, no problem. Give it to me. And he disappeared. And he came back about 15 minutes later and said, here it is, no charge. And I said, wait a minute. I said, so how often does this kind of thing happen? Because it never happened to me. I've had this car for both of my keys new, need new batteries, and they okay, needed okay. them out for a while. Say, he said, "Oh, every six months to a year, I'd say I'd maybe change it. You just come on in, you just drop by, and we'll change it for you, no charge." And I thought, fine. I did not go into drop by. I just had to borrow a car and drive 35 friggin' miles and 35 friggin' miles back. God dang it. I mean, this This is what you get for your impulse to spend time with your dear mother. (laughs) I'm so enjoying listening to your version of my life. Okay, so that I'm sorry, guys, but that is so. That's how I spent my yeah. It was unfriggin' believable. Okay, so next time this happens, just call me. 
Well, but I still would have had to go to. Yeah, but at um, least I could have saved you the, I would have gotten you into your car and then, you know, we would have. You would have gotten me into my car. But I, and then I did manage. I managed, but there was no place to stick a key in the car. I'm just telling Not you, the my... next time you go out to your car, see if you can't flick out the little silver or whatever, the button that you push. All right, I will. But wouldn't that have been in the, in the, uh the 7,000 page manual. With, I have no with, idea. I'm just, with in my car, you can do that and then you insert the key and you turn just like, yeah, in well, I don't car. think that's true, but I, I will check. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, I'm sorry. Did I just spend half a show complaining? You about just what did. I, did. I tried to speed you up, but you weren't going. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's your show. Yeah, it's my show. I'm sorry, guys. And and, and and in in my sister's defense, she's she's in a highly stressful situation, <laughs> which involves a lot of doing nothing and eating. <laughs> oh God, God, get me out of here. Okay, so, <laughs> um. What else I got here? Uh, 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 oh, okay, guys. Did you think we were going to talk about anything uh, of note today? We are not. Okay. Oh, good. Susan, I saw a picture of a um, uh, from a bottle of cough syrup, eighteen eighty. It's got cocaine I, in it. It's got heroin let me tell in you it. What it has. It has. It's called what? Oh, it's got morphine I, in it. Wait a minute. Listen to what it has. I give you the okay. Yeah. There's four. There's four things. The biggest two things are alcohol mm-hmm. and cannabis indica. Oh, good. That'll that'll put you right to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I mean, this alcohol- is how stupid it is. So in 18 something, they knew about the separate strains of of herb of the herb marijuana yeah, and what it could do knew. of cannabis and what it could do. Yeah. Okay. And that you you want to go sleep? It'd be indica, not what? Right. Sativa. Sativa. Right. Sativa or something else. Is all 1880 alcohol. Cannabis indica. Third thing, chloroform. <laughs> <laughs> you are going to slate us lately. Chloroform, and there's only one other ingredient, and it's morphia. Yeah, Mor- morphine. <laughs> yeah, morphine. So. That was. I knew the, morphine was in there. It's always I know, in but there. But can you believe it? So it's morphine, alcohol, pot, and chloroform. That's a cocktail. Man, that makes me man, feel much I, better about myself. <laughs> I know. I got to tell you, that would have worked. That's the true nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, aching, stuffy head fever. Man. Or you could drop an anvil on your head. Same thing. <laughs> Um. Okay, my dog. Is now you don't to... get near the morphine unless you're in hospice, and it's a bad sign. Yeah, yeah. 
No, I had some morphine directly after um, my back surgery. Oh, yeah, you get the drip. Yeah, man, the drip. You get a drip. And you get they gave a they gave button. like a ten year old Arlie yeah. after his after his appendectomy they he they had him on a morphine drip and and he was spending the night all by himself in the hospital it was okay and but at, at two o'clock in the morning we get a call from Arlie hey dad have you ever watched <laughs> <laughs> he was high as a kite yeah no that morphine drip man that is so wondrous. This is my totally abstemious son. I just yeah, that's make true. that clear. Doesn't, doesn't drink, doesn't do a thing. Right. Um, somebody is saying that my story this morning sounds like a Larry David script. <laughs> yeah, your enthusiasm. <laughs> they have a lot in common. I'll say this. <laughs> well, okay. Now, I blue whatever it is you're doing. Stop it. <laughs> Ernie misses Blue. Some, I'm just putting that well, out speaking there. Speaking of Ernie, I'm sitting in the room and there's something under that cage that's in here that's making him nuts. He's clawing underneath, trying to get underneath. I don't know what it is. He's going to rip up the carpet. Okay. I'm here. Okay. Sorry, guys. Um, I came upon this too and I want to share it because I thought it was wonderful. <laughs> You know, I were always told that, you know, one of the reasons that women don't make as much as men is that women often go into um, kinds of careers that don't necessarily pay as much, you know. That's bullshit because when men go into okay. those same careers, they get paid more. So go ahead. That's I, right. give, okay, you, so I so give you You said go ahead. Okay, Sorry, too. Go ahead, by the way. That's too. That's, that's more than you've had in a long time, Sue. It's just saying. And we got half a show left. Okay. Here is somebody wrote this out just so that we know. Men tend to choose higher paying careers like doctor, engineer, lawyer, or CEO, while women tend to choose lower paying careers like female doctor, female engineer, female lawyer, <laughs> And or female, female CEO. CEO. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, I, I was still stuck on no one chooses to be, I'm going to grow yeah, up and be a CEO. I mean, that's, you don't yeah, you know. I know, I know. That seems silly. But, but yeah, so there it is. <laughs> they were making your point. Right. So well, I, and, 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 and I have noticed corner. this, I have noticed this with nursing, that the minute that men decided that becoming an RN was a viable route to go, Nursing became far more striated, you know, RN, LPN, and and the men stayed at the top, started to make more money, and the women went further down making less. Yeah, you think that's what happened? Excuse me, I'm moving around and getting on my hands and knees here. That's how, We can keep going, but I okay. hear some groans. Um. <laughs> She's lifting oh! up a dog crate. No, I'm not. It's in the behind. The, all right. Jesus. God, dog. Okay. It was a ball. There, okay. I'm, I Now all I have to do is figure out how to get up. Okay. Okay. Ah! Okay. There we are. That, dear audience, was the sound of Lynn Cullen getting up. <laughs> 
Jesus Christ. Okay. So I have to tell you this. Susan, I was trying to find something that mom and I could watch on TV last night. <laughs> I wondered if you were going to bring this up. Go ahead. Anybody think we're going to make it to five? So we started because that's where the TV was on, I think, The Voice. And I could tell mom was not into it. She doesn't like someone got up with a beautiful voice and sang Pink Cadillac. And mom says, this is the silliest song I ever heard. And I said, well, it wasn't ever a favorite of mine. And I said, but it was, I think, Aretha Franklin, right? I think, yes. Yeah, Aretha Franklin. And mom said, that's not Aretha Franklin. I said, I know. But it was so we got into this whole (laughs) pink Cadillac. And then um, I said, well, let's see. And then I remembered, I thought that Dancing with the Stars was on. And I know that I bet because she spends time with you that she's probably, I said, Mom, do you like to watch Dancing with the Stars? She said, oh, yes. So we went to Dancing with the Stars. And I, what, I watched. You have to know that I tape it. And if you go back to the beginning, then you can skip all the crap and just watch the dance. Well, it doesn't matter. So it it was a finale, whatever. It's not my kind of show. Anyway. Um, I was not surprised later, uh, after mom had gone to bed and I had turned off dancing with the stars, that Susan texts me (laughs) and it was a text where I could see she was like, really? And she said, for the first time in 30 seasons. 30? There's not been 30. Yeah, yeah no, there are because they do like five a year. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so for the first time in 30 seasons, I voted in Dancing with the Stars, and my guy won! I didn't think he was going to win. That's why I voted. No, I didn't think he'd win either, but I happened to see him. Mom and I loved him. We adored this guy. He's a, well, he's sort of not quite an NBA player anymore. He's got a sort of, you know. He's a reality uh, show guy now, but he, with his wife, but he is so charming and cute and such a wonderful dancer for a six foot 10 inch guy, which is not easy. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, so it's this, actually more difficult to move that much body within the construct of the yeah. music. Yeah, so I was shocked that he won, but I was glad to hear it. Um, did you see his, his 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 final no, routine? I saw, no, I did not. I only saw his first one. Oh, okay, well, it's the final one that was made me vote. Okay, I've got it. I'm okay. going to make you watch it. Okay. Okay, that's fine. But it's not... I, the the thing the the show when it first started because I think I did watch the first season was a show that took celebrities that that weren't dancers and right. put them through the mill. It, it isn't that anymore, dancers. and it clearly is not because the first three contestants I saw 
I looked, I didn't know who any of them were, so I kept Googling, who's that? Who's and they were all dancers. They're all professional dancers, so they're, how is that? They're all dancers. Oh, because they never danced ballroom. Well, I don't care. Right. You know well, you know how bullshit. to memorize choreography. No. You, you understand, no. you know, how your body no. works. No. And that's, that's why he should have won, because he didn't know well, that, diddly squat. That's right. So, so when he was introduced... I thought, well, here, I said to mother, I said, here's the first guy who should be a contestant on the show because he's not a professional dancer. This show's no fun if it's professional dancers. Right, no. So when he turned out to be so good, I thought he should win. So I'm very happy he won (laughs) because he beat all the friggin' professional dancers, and that show's gone to hell in a handbasket. Oh, just terrible. I mean... (laughs) It's almost anyway. impossible to watch, but uh, Tara, Tara Banks is her, is is just um, Tyra. She just she she needs a new um, stylist. All right, Susan. Never mind. I don't care. I still hate that show, but I'm glad the NBA gave I won. But here's why I brought that up. After watch, I said to mom, I so hate all these competition shows. I actually ranted a little bit about this yesterday when somebody reminded me that um, I freaked out last year when I came upon some show that was like the Christmas light fight. I think that's what it was. <laughs> the Christmas light wars. Yeah, they're all, that was they're like all wars. Was. Yeah, it's war, a fight. It was. It was like, who... And I said, we make everything into a competition, and it is such a sickness in this culture. Um, And then I had this flashback, and I said, do you remember, I said to Bob, do you remember a show? I can't think of what the name is. I can't think of what the name is. Where women, they think it was women. I don't remember a man would get up. It had to be in the mid fifties. So one of the first V shows I watched and it was Estants and they were competing for who had the most horrific story to tell and who need like they come they'd have like a child who was I don't disabled. remember. This just sounds like I've got a secret or something, but it that no, wasn't all no, women. No, and... no, no, no. Oh, was it Queen for a Day? Yep. Queen for a Day! I got it! <laughs> That's what it is. It's Queen for a effing day. Right. Who had the worst I, life and then they made I them Queen for a Day? I have to tell you, it is the most disgusting... And I would have been, because I looked it up, I would have been about seven, eight years old when I was watching. And I remember that I found it repellent. I couldn't believe they had these women, all of whom needed help. One needed a refrigerator. The other needed, you know, help for her kid. And, and then the audience. And they break down sobbing, trying to tell their stories and trying to win. And then the audience, by clapping, because they had an applause-o-meter. So 
whoever the audience clapped the loudest for wins. And damn, if they didn't put a crown on her head and this big heavy robe and with pomp and circumstance playing, march her up to a throne and sit her down. And she got all the stuff she needed. She was queen for a day. And the other two poor souls down into the hell pit with them. I have to tell you, right there, I mean, I always sort of gave, I thought this particularly repulsive uh, cultural, I mean, is it American? I know these shows, I know Japan is even worse. Yeah, with yeah. these kinds of shows. Right. So it's, 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 this is human nature that we're watching here. And why would, I mean, I find the whole, the premise of uh, Queen for a Day to be, it's sadistic. It's cruel. Well, it's you know, I mean, if, if you ever watched any of those Ellen DeGeneres shows, you know, her game. Oh, that I can't. No, well, I, I can't, can't either, but that's just pure sadism on, on no, display. It's disgusting. I mean, I, unbelievable. I just One say, of the reasons that I don't have a hard time believing that Ellen might not be as nice as she pretends to be. <laughs> Because she likes pulling the wings off of flies. Well, why laughing. do people watch shows like that where people are I don't tortured? Know. Well, I wouldn't watch. I, I, I saw one, and I think there's a lot of shows like that. I just don't get it. I don't get it. And they're not as horrible as like, you know, ninja things where people are showing, you know, incredible uh, physical prowess. I mean, but they're not having the rug pulled out from under their feet. I, I just, uh, anyway, I don't get it. Popular culture is repulsive to me. Um, so, you know, when I got down on my feet, I mean, my knees and yes. slid under a, the corner table there behind. Is your back the out straight, now? No. And found a tennis ball. I want you to know I'm now looking at what used to be a tennis ball. And he has absolutely ripped it into seven million little pieces, which I now have to clean up. We have a caller. I'm Thank God. <laughs> Hello. Oh, hi, Lynn. Hello. Ella from Penn Hills. I just wanted to call you and wish you and Susan and your mom and your brother a happy Thanksgiving and all your listeners. Well, oh, thank you very sweet. much. Ella, Ella, Ella. Yes. Hello. Did you ever, yes, Ella, did you get my, do you understand how much I appreciated your gift? Did you get it? Did See, you I it? knew you didn't hear it. Ella, Ella, this is who sent me that huge box of books. Oh, I'm Ella, so happy. And there oh. was no return address, so I couldn't thank you. But I thanked you twice on air, and of course you weren't listening those days. I'm so oh, glad no. you called so oh. I could um, thank you. I I have, believe me, the, those books are, there's no way I'm going to read that it was amazing your choices. There were a bunch but, but, of but it wasn't it wasn't my choice. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but it wasn't my choice. What you do, you go on Etsy dot com and they give you <laughs> twenty books and then 
Uh, you, uh, I chose uh, biographies and history because I know you like both. Well, they're wonderful. And I've already read uh, three or four. And I, others I shared, either I had already or I wasn't going to read. I shared with neighbors by putting them in the little lending libraries that, that people have in their in their front yards. Oh, wonderful. So oh, those I'm so books, happy. Those books are all over the place. And They're giving lots of people pleasure. pleasure. That's very nice. So, Ella, you are so sweet, and it's just like you to call and wish us all a a happy Thanksgiving. Right. And we wish now, you- go ahead. I keep interrupting. Oh, oh that doesn't Ella count. Said go not ahead. A, do, do I get one off because Ella said no. go ahead? No, you don't. <laughs> okay. She's doing the same thing I'm doing. It's in the in the sense of over and out. Okay. No, also- she just said it was interrupting. That's what it is. Ella, go ahead. Okay, thank you. Okay, we celebrate Thanksgiving this Thursday. However, in my book, The Factor of Pedia, it's an encyclopedia, and they're saying back on December 3rd, 1619, the first Thanksgiving was held at Berkeley 100, a tobacco plantation near Jamestown, Virginia. There were 38 men landed and held a Thanksgiving Day celebration a year before the Pilgrims. Hmm. Well, so that's ooh, a little would, trivia, trivia. Well, thank you. You're a fount of constant, interesting wisdom. Thank well, you, you dear. Gotta, I appreciate You're so welcome. Okay, you're so welcome. Okay, so, okay, so long. I should probably at this point share again my mother-in-law's recipe for making turkey. Well, go ahead. It's always a winner. It's always a winner. So when asked uh, by her uh, second daughter, Susie, for advice on how to make a turkey, she said, well, dear, first you tie your legs together and then you butter your breasts. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So every every Thanksgiving, we just have to say that. First, you tie your legs together, and then you butter your breasts. Oh, right. Milton, I, you bet you're, oh, Milton just sent me a reminder. He sent me uh, um, an episode of another horrific 1950s um, TV show. Uh which you'll recall, you bet your life. Right. Right? So they would have somebody on and then surprise them with the story of their lives, and they would bring in, you know, there'd be voices behind a curtain. I remember the day you, and the person goes nuts because it's somebody they haven't seen in 30 years, blah, blah, blah. And um Milton sent me this one. This was unwatchable. I did watch. It, they did a You Bet Your Life with a man who had survived Hiroshima. Wait. His name was Kiyoshi 
Tanamoto. And they brought this guy on. And you cannot imagine what they did and subjected him to. And all with that same, and then, as you're going through the rubble looking to see if your family is alive, you stumble upon... They ended up bringing in one of the people who they brought for this guy, you bet your life, was the co-pilot. So he doesn't even know who he is. Well, he doesn't know who he is, but here's the guy who dropped a bomb on you. Great. I didn't realize that that co-pilot... Well, I don't know if it was a co-pilot or he had the second. I don't know if there was, he was one of the guys up there. Um, and um, it was mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. It's on YouTube if you want to find it. You bet your life. Um, and it's when that poor Jap. Oh, God. Unfrigging believable. So, Milton, yeah, that episode of You Bet Your Life might have been the cruelest, most cringeworthy. Um, wow. Yike. <laughs> oh. That was before well, Maury and Jerry Springer kept uh, started the Who's Your Daddy series. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Isn't that something? <laughs> oh, God. What a, what a culture. What a culture. Can't stand it. So has everybody noticed that um, the Trump-backed professor to Patrick Toomey uh, in Pennsylvania, Sean Parnell, has dropped out of the race? Uh Uh-oh. Yay! Because in his much-publicized custody trial... Oh, he's the one. <laughs> yeah. The judge gave his wife uh, custody. Mm-hmm. Which and basically says that all of the horrifying things she was saying about him were true. Were true. Were true. So that the ju- the judge says that she was by far the more credible witness, and um, so he's. He's dropped out. Wife beaters. Well, yeah, you know, wife beaters. Uh, although, you know, uh, although um, the guy, uh, the guy that tied up his mistress and and took pictures of her uh, and got yeah, they, uh, yeah. thrown out of the governor's yeah. race, he's just running for senator. And and yeah. he, uh, against the McCluskeys, you know. So I I I think he's going to win. Brightens. Unbelievable. Well, this is, you know, the party. This is the Republican Party candidates. The, the, it's, it's, a, it's based uh, on racism and misogyny, period. I mean, those are the two things. Beat your wife and hate everybody that isn't like you. Mm-hmm. Incredible. So... What's incredible is I, there's women that are for it, but go... There, were you going to say, but go ahead? 
No, I didn't. I said, go, boo, 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 boo. <laughs> you were going to. That I was a last-minute save. I said that was a save. All right. It counts. That ought, uh, yeah, but how yeah, come I, I go. knew it? Yep. How come I knew what boo, 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 <laughs> I, I'm taking that as one because that was not a coherent. No. That you're four. That's all right. Three and a half. But you're having a bad day, Sue. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> and now, unfortunately, um, I have run through all the possible stuff I could talk about that is not horrific. Because we've pretty much skirted horror, haven't we? We have skirted horror. I've, uh, uh, but if uh, we if, if we get back to Arbery, I just want to say that when the uh, prosecutor wrapped up her uh, uh, summation uh, and rebuttal, it ended with a picture of the dead uh, Arbery uh, with tennis shoes on. So uh, going back to your first comment, the only reason to say what they said, I mean, about about his, I don't even want to say it. You know, no, it's, no, there's no, no, no excuse no, except it. racism because they couldn't have possibly seen his toes or his toenails. And I just want to say there are times in my life when my toenails are long and dirty. That's yep. when I finally take care of them. Who sees them? Who cares? Now, if you sleep with somebody, you you have to keep more groomed. Isn't that true? Yes. <laughs> Because Certainly. you have toenails that are, you know, uh, that are weapons. Like, yes, harm people, uh, you know, even uh, unconsciously. But when you live alone, frequently it's just when your shoe size changes. <laughs> yeah. Taryn uh, uh, writes if the Arbery trial leaves one or all three men not guilty, it'll be the same as when the second jet hit the second tower. Yeah. You see, you agree with that metaphor? I do. Well, I do. Uh, sort of. You know. Yeah. No, I know. What, yeah. I. But it's an interesting way of. We're watching our. We're watching civilization crumble in front of our eyes. Well, and and he said, and oh, when that second plane hit, we knew we could not talk our way out of what we were seeing. Right. That, as he says, the uh, the guy who sent this. Uh, only then were we sure we were under attack. Right. And and that's the truth. And somebody pointed out, too, that so it's been 20 years since that horror. And yet 20 years later, if you go, if you're flying to family for Thanksgiving, you have to go through all these, you know, with the suitcases and taking your shoes off and the this and the that, all of them responses to the fact that of 9-11 and its immediate aftermath. But what's astonishing is that, what, 3,000 some Americans died that day. Or we can even add on all of Americans killed uh, as a result of terrorism after 9-11, not right-wing terrorism, but 
you know, and all of the first responders who have died right. and they continue to die from right. responding. Okay, exactly. Okay, all of that. Put all that together. It doesn't even make a dent in the 750,000 who have died in the last two years. Yep. And who people don't want to lift a finger to help. And, uh, and, the, and stop and think. Because the person was saying, this is what, there is no, nothing preventing an unvaccinated person from getting on an airplane. Look at what we do. Making all, every other person in that airport is considered a potential terrorist. Take your shoes off, do this, blah, blah, blah. But we do nothing, nothing to prevent the spread of something that has killed three quarters of a million of us. Oh, and when the airlines try to, said people uh, become violent and attack the people that are trying to enforce the minimum rule of wearing a mask. No, but I don't believe that they ever, no, no one has ever tried to mandate. And I believe I saw that our transportation secretary, uh, one uh, Pete Buttigieg, I think was quoted somewhere this morning or yesterday saying that he did not believe we needed to mandate uh, 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 for air travel. That's insane. It's insane. But we're still overreacting. To something long gone that totally traumatized us. Yeah, it's it's precisely because air travel in many ways is essential that you do mandate because people have to get places. They have to go. If you're mandating vaccination or a negative test to go into a Broadway show, which nobody has to do but just wants to do, then certainly you mandate to go on an airplane, which some people have to do and other people simply want to do. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's about what is essential and about the people that have to work in those enclosed spaces. It's essential. But I just is, don't, you know. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Did you hear? Uh-huh. I'm finally, I'm finally on Howard Stern's side. He got, he, he got very upset when he took Aaron Rodgers on on his show the other day and, you know, just screaming at him. He said, so now your toes hurt. So did you call Joe Rogan or did you go to a doctor? He didn't really have Rogers on. He was just saying that. He was just talking about what a yeah, creep he was for lying uh-huh. and, and, and uh-huh. when he chooses to use a, seek a doctor's judgment and when he chooses to just do what he wants and pretend. I see. Barbara, I don't know what Thousand Pound Sisters is. That's another. Oh, Lynn, you don't know what Thousand Pound Sisters that you have to watch uh, uh, T something C, uh, the uh, something. The Learning Channel. Uh, Yeah, TLC, the Learning Channel. They find fat people. Obesely, obesely, thousand pounds, 600 is, is slimmed down on this show. And follow them. And guess what? You know, you regularly hear reports of so-and-so, star of season blah of my 600-pound life, just died. So, Barbara sent me this. Fans can rest easy because Thousand Pound Sisters has not been canceled. 
TLC will bring the show back for a third season. There's an overwhelmingly huge fan base. For what? What do you? Th- you're watching these. You're watching these women dying. It's. <laughs> well, there's a. I don't know. I guess you got to be dang, uh, careful here, but um, you know. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say there's no a huge part of of these shows is dealing with the medical and health consequences of that kind of obesity. And on several of them, it's in their attempts to lose weight sufficiently that they can qualify for a gastric bypass surgery. It's there's something like that. But, you know, there's it's all masquerading as concern. Oh, yeah. No, there's this is um, again, it's a kind of porn. A kind of, uh, you know, a kind of freak show, a kind of looking at do you. I mean, I suppose you can't say freak show anymore, I'm sure. I apologize immediately for anybody who I inadvertently just offended or triggered by saying freak show. Right, because there are people who choose to identify that way. <laughs> and you might well, not have the right way. I choose to identify as somebody who wants to say whatever I damn well please and considers myself a pretty nice person. So I'm not going to go out of my way to hurt anybody. Go for it. All right. Thank you. All right. Damn it. Okay. You want to hear what happened to me at the pick and save yesterday? Yeah, but we're, I think we're out of time, but go ahead. I did it. That's five. Show's over. Doesn't count. I know. <laughs> That's five. And anyway, I already told you. I spent the first half of the show telling you what happened at the pick and fucking save. Bye. <laughs> Bye, So Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, see you in a few. Bye. Oh, yeah. Bye. All right, you guys. I'm. I don't know what that was, but there it was. And I'm so glad Ella called and I was able to properly thank her. And now I'm going to take the DOG for a W-A-L-K if he has to poop any tennis ball. God damn, get me out of here. Okay, I'll um, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Lynn Cullen Live. Monday through Thursday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.